Hello everybody, today we're going to talk about the Lent before Easter and why this time is such a special time and we're going to discuss it through the eyes of the Buchinger Wilhelmi Fasting School. Fasting, integrative medicine and inspiration. The Buchinger Wilhelmi Amplius program, where tradition meets innovation. As pioneers of fasting, we share our insights gained from a century of fasting experience and present fascinating results from the latest fasting research. We will talk to leading experts about fasting and aspects of integrative mind and body medicine, including nutrition, exercise, relaxation and mindfulness techniques to inspire you to live a long, healthy and fulfilling life. Hello everyone. Today we're going to talk about fasting during the Lent, during this time around Easter, a lot of people are thinking about Lent. Maybe some of you are also practicing it. And this is why I'm very happy to welcome you today. My name is Leonard Wilhelmi. I am the managing director of the Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinic on Lake Constance, Germany. And I'm very happy to welcome the scientific director of our clinics, Dr. Francoise Wilhelmi de Toledo who is also my mother, and together we're going to dive a little bit into the topic of fasting during Lent. So my first question to you would be, what kind of religions practice Lent? And what is this idea that religions practice fasting during certain periods of time? Hello, everyone. Hello, Leo. I think in the history of mankind, you always have cultural or religious fasting periods. Probably humanity has noticed that uh, purification through fasting, which we know today physically exists, we can really document how the autophagy is starting and cleaning up in the cells, structures with that damage or old, even old cells, and regenerating them afterwards out of new synthesis or out of stem cells. And this was, of course, not known, but the purification was probably the most important aspect of it. Purification of the body, of the soul, which goes together in many religions. And also the fact that communities are bound together by fasting period. When they do something similar, which maybe is not very easy at the beginning, it brings the people to more solidarity, to more peacefulness, to more tolerance toward each other. So this is probably the, the main topic in religions. And you have, if you take the big world religions, which is, for instance, the Ramadan exists still in Islam. We can talk about it. It's a time-restricted eating. They are allowed to eat during the night, but there are hours of fasting every day during 40 days or more. And then you have the Yom Kippur, this is the Jewish religion, uh, religious fasting, but it's only 24 hours without food and without drink. But it's preceded by long weeks of this forgiveness. It's an exercise, it's a teshuva they call it, it's going back to yourself and looking what you do right and you do wrong. Who you've, uh, you've hurt, maybe yourself, you have to forgive to yourself to forgive the others. And then you fast and then afterwards you may enter the book of life. The Christian religion has thematized the fasting for Eastern. Eastern is a feast characterized by resurrection, which is the new life, symbolically uh, seen 
you have these 40 days of 49 days of fasting before or qualitative fasting, not total fasting, but in different traditions, you have different ways to practice it, but it's a preparation to Eastern. And interestingly enough, uh, when you see the scientific discoveries of today related to fasting, you see that the preparation phase, the fasting phase, is the phase where you have this autophagy and the cleaning of the cells and of the whole body. And then in the period after the fasting, you have the regeneration through stem cells and new synthesis. So symbolically, you have the moment where you go back to yourself and analyze what you've done. And then the moment where the new life starts. So it's a process. It's not just the fasting. It's also the time afterwards. Very interesting. So basically, religions had rhythms throughout the year that if you look at them nowadays with a scientific mind, you see a reflection of patterns that enhanced uh, life and life quality. Yes, it's an intuitive knowledge by animals, but of course by humans too. And humans have rituals to make it easier and also the group feeling, mm -hmm. which makes all easier. You have also intermittent fasting, what is uh, defined as uh, some hours of fasting, let's say from 12 to 16 hours to one or two days. And this is also to find in all the religions. You have days where you're not allowed to eat this or that, even days where you are not allowed to eat at all. So, of course, the word fasting in religions is not always renouncing to any food or drink except water. Sometimes it's just renouncing specifically some food, but it's restricting, restricting your eating behavior and also a lot of other behaviors. Very interesting. I mean, I noticed this, for example, during Ramadan, you can see this is something that connects uh, the Muslims all over the world. And so the aspect of bringing a community together that is not physically next to each other is something that you can still see nowadays. And also during the Christian fast, people are thinking about somehow fasting for a certain period, for example, certain elements like tobacco or some people nowadays even fast the digital. So you can see that this dimension of using fasting as a means to regroup People is still very active. Yes, it's a sort of conscious renouncing, helped by others, you know, making a little community who renounce. You can also renounce to, to fight with your husband or your wife or to oh, uh, look television. Or uh, Many people are very creative in, in, and it makes you conscient when you just decide I change something in my life, even if it's just for a period. Mm -hmm. So we can decline it today in several different ways. In the Christian tradition, fasting is still followed by the Orthodox. In our countries, it has been a bit abandoned, but still the words are there. And many uh, communities, many church communities do one week of fasting with a guide and they use the Buchinger Wilhelmi program. Mm. So I myself go to a ecumenical community since 40 years and we have a 10-day fast, I mean a seven-day fast and three days of uh, going back slowly to food and this in a context with prayers, with uh, the rhythm of a praying community. So you can do it today very well and many, many people are today motivated Uh, not always by spiritual reasons. Sometimes they just want to lose weight. This is one topic today, which is uh, 
normal because uh, there is so much obesity in the population. Very interesting. So that's maybe for the listeners who are thinking about fasting in some way or who are thinking about fasting in general during this period of Lent before Easter. Let's talk to them a little bit about the spiritual, or we call it here in the Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinics, we call it the inspirational dimension of fasting, which is meant to be open to all cultures, all religions. But in this topic, maybe let's talk about this dimension first and how we understand it, um, because it fits so well during this time, during this topic of Lent. And then maybe afterwards go into uh, the scientific findings behind it to have a clear a picture. So maybe you would like to shed some light on the Buchinger Wilhelmi view on inspiration. Well, when you consider the Heilfast or Heilfasten in German, what Buchinger created as word, Heil in German means saint, but it means also healthy. So the two dimensions are in the words he created himself already uh, present. And when I take the word presence, it's exactly what it is about. The Otto Buchinger was a very spiritual person, always more and more and more. At the beginning, he was, of course, striked and focused on his body because he had to heal from a rheumatic disease, a very severe one. And when he, he noticed the body is doing good afterwards, he was, you remember this uh, very sentence we quote always, during fasting, the body is okay. The soul is needing, so needing food. Mm -hmm. And it's different. So he's inviting us to change consciousness, conscience levels. And so you can enjoy, and this is also one of his uh, favorite topics, the dietetics of the soul, uh, which is what you can enjoy instead of the food, because food is a great enjoyment, but you have to renounce that. But you enjoy then having time, you enjoy being present, being present for nature, for the body language, you listen to your body, you notice that you're feeling better with the time, you listen to music, you can read a good book, have time for meeting someone on a deep level and have a real dialogue, not only blah blah. You can also, of course, the soul food was also Humor. He was not a bigot. He was someone who was extremely joyful and also very, very self-ironical. And then finally, of course, meditation, prayer for the people who pray, but meditation, which is just stopping mental activity and being present so you can enjoy what happens, what the day gives you millions of possibilities to be happy or to enjoy. And this is a person, this can be a flower, this can be a beautiful landscape when the, on the sea surface and you have no time or you don't take the time. Here you have freed of the time and you can have access to all that. And the switch in consciousness, this is what allows you to be motivated to fast. You know, we have here people, they come for the 50th time, 60th time, they have incorporated the fasting every year, like the tradition, like Lent, like Ramadan, like the others, because they notice it does me so much good. Mm -hmm. So they look forward, you know, they look forward, you, you, you listen to them, they look forward to come back. Yeah. And this is very strange for someone who doesn't know what fasting is. But it's true, if you look at the religious fast for this certain period now being 40 days, It's a very multi-layered experience. So you have, of course, the physical, 
you lose weight, your parameters harmonize. We'll talk about this a little bit later. But uh, what we experience here is also a very deep, deep calming down of the conscience. So at first somebody might come here and say, ah, I just want to lose some weight. But then what happens is this experience of the consciousness. And this is what primarily makes people come back. So looking at Lent and during what happens during this fasting period, which has maybe a subline that is in this case religious or it has a every day has a certain philosophy around text, uh, preparation towards this end, the end of this event. Why do you think that fasting is such a good way to, people could also, I don't know, do lots of sports or it could, why do you think that uh, religion chose fasting as a method to prepare people for something like Easter? To come into a spiritual dimension in your life, you need time, time and space. And this is what fasting is giving you. You don't need to cook. You don't need to prepare food, to eat food, to digest food. And you have a switch in your metabolism. So the blood pressure is going down. This, this is the autonomous nervous system, which changes from sympathicus, which is the way to accelerations, and to parasympathicus. And this is the deceleration. You're not slowed down. You're just decelerated. And so this means your blood pressure is going down, your pulse a little bit is going down, and you have a change in the chemistry of the brain towards more serenity. And you have, of course, in the brain also another quality of attention. You're less into the cognitive things. You know, if you, we have sometimes patients, they take a whole uh, luggage full of uh, dossiers. They have to work. They don't feel like working that hard. But you can compose a piece of music here. You can write a book. You can write your diary. And you can just be in this situation of alertness, presence. Do you know what's interesting? Even the most fierce atheist during the period of Christmas, you can't help but get into this atmosphere. You have the lights, the candles. And during this period of fasting towards Easter, it's kind of the same thing. People, even if they're not religious, they start thinking about, ah, maybe I should try this and try that. So yes. uh, it's a very interesting time. And this is wonderful because if a whole population, you know, is doing or at least going in one direction, it's much more easy because you are tolerant, because you are solidar. One day you feel good and, and you support your neighbor and the next day it's the contrary. So the aspect of community is always in the religious fasting. And in Christianity, you have fasting, praying, and giving alms. So fasting is the body experience, praying would be the spiritual experience, and giving alms is the community experience. You, you're just more prone to feel the, the sorrow of the other one. And there is a bigger spiritual teacher, Lanza del Basto, he says, if you don't want to be bothered by other people's suffering, you just stuff yourself with food and you will feel nothing <laughs> from, from coming from them. Yeah. So it's, it's well known that renouncing this material e level brings you to a more conscience for you and for the rest. Of, and if we say the rest of the human beings, but of course the creation, and especially today where we have such an issue on um, climate changes, on ecological and ethic problems, you can say you, you come in, in contact with nature during a fasting period. And this kind of brings you the ecological thought 
totally in a different way, you know, in an emotional way, and then uh, you relate to, to the environment, you would like to, to keep it, it's less intellectual as emotional. How would you say that the rhythm of this 40-day Lent towards Easter resembles the Buchinger Wilhelmi fasting method? So You cannot separate. There is not a spiritual fasting and a physical fasting. Of course, right. we are a clinic. Otto Buchinger was a medical doctor, so he was not a priest or a monk. Mm -hmm. But he always said, you have to do even a spiritual fasting medically right. And this is what many religions didn't do. In Christianity at the beginning, the idea was that the faith and the spirit was everything and the body, you had to neglect it or even really struggle against it. It's not the feeling we have today or the attitude we have today. We want to do a fasting which is good for the body and at the same time turns you towards a spiritual experience. Otto Buchinger visited the Pope brought him his book in the 40s, more. and he, this pope was very, very thin, Pius XII, and he said, thank you very much, and he forgot the author and the book, <laughs> writes Buchinger. But he said, priests need fasting because they need to renew their strength. It's not the aspect of losing weight, it's really the renewal of the internal uh, strength. Gandhi said exactly the same. Fasting is a moment where I can just lie down my head on the lap of my creator. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, a political struggling moment. It's the moment where you renew your energy, your spiritual energy. Yeah. Listen to you talk. As somebody who has fasted regularly, I know exactly what, you, what you're talking about. And uh, I think this time of the year is a very interesting time where you can focus on this aspect of fasting that we call inspiration. So the ability to fast is also the ability to go deeper with yourself. And during Lent, it's towards this aspect of resurrection, the resurrection of Christ, but in a more general aspect. And we see this by people who come here every year or come here. We often hear, I'm here this time and I've brought something to think about and the idea to use fasting as not as the answer to a problem but as a key to find the answer to the problem to, to let the answer emerge yes so it's not a cognitive process but tell us about you you have fasted so so often what was the inspirational do you remember a moment mm, well i mean i remember that i turned to fasting almost uh, intuitively when i was facing questions so whether it be or should i take this job should i go into this direction in my studies and also, for example, before I took over the responsibility of this clinic, I fasted. So I always fast at moments like a junction in, in life or in a certain time to be able to um, reflect on things. I experience fasting as a period where I have an abundance of time. A day can feel like a week because it's not structured with meals. It's not structured around meeting people. So you just have time for yourself. So if you think about monks who go into fasting when they asked the spirit for answers, I think we have nowadays lots of questions and the need for lots of answering. And what we lack is tools. 
So a person that grows up nowadays, mostly maybe spiritual, but not religious anymore in the classical sense. But the questions are not less, probably have even more questions nowadays. So the ability to use fasting as a way to find the answers, not the answer itself, but it's, it puts you in a state where you can find answers more easily. And for this, the setting and the guidance is important, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. Because you need to feel secure as, you, as far as your body is concerned to yeah. be able to just let this process in yourself happen at a very deep level. Yes, so very interesting talking to you, <laughs> as always. It was a very interesting topic to talk about, to decode this Lent before Easter the way we understand it with the Buchinger will help me fasting approach as a the 40 days reflecting something where a human body can fast for 40 days so have no food as a way to totally resurrect again if you like well or, i mean jesus could do that or elias or moses but i wouldn't recommend anybody to try to do 40 days of fasting that's right without, <laughs> without a medical <laughs> supervision um, but the if you if you look at it it's from a philosophical point yeah, of view yeah. 40 days is that you have 40 days of reserves in your body so it's it's sort of like a you, you like a complete renewal of yourself and you can have this experience fasting from a physical point of view, but you can also have it from a philosophical point of view. And to see that these two things, fasting and philosophical, religious or inspirational questions are complementary. So fasting is basically the perfect state of mind to go into this, um, this search, if you like, is something that I found very, very interesting. And what I also found very interesting is that religious ideas of fasting, so whether it be just one day per week or in this case 40 days, looking on it from a scientific point of view, you see lots of parallels or lots of things that resemble themselves being something that I found very fascinating. So thank you very much. Thank you, Leo. Uh, we've talked a lot about scientific findings and uh, also historical findings. You can find them in the show notes. Um, We'd be very happy for you to feedback also if something resonated with you, uh, make us some comments or send us an email. And if you'd like to learn more about the Buchinger Will Help Me approach on fasting, please stay tuned. We've got very interesting episodes to follow. Thank you very much. Thank you, Leo. Bye-bye. See you next time.